Hey, strangers, welcome to episode 13 of the Strange Sessions. I'm Kristen. With me is someone who's not exactly a stranger. No, I am not. I am Kurt. Hi, Kurt. Hi, Krista. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. So, what's new? Not much. No? Not really. No? I've been sick all week. Oh, that sucks. That does suck. Weekend is upon us, though. The weekend is upon us. I'm and off Halloween. Saturday. I'm oh, off nice. Saturday. Very I nice. work Halloween. So oh, that sucks. Yeah, that does suck. But it is right around the corner, though. I've never been a big Halloween fan. Really? Nope. Oh, I love it. Even when I was a kid, I wasn't. I loved it. I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. I just I remember. I have so many good memories. The neighbors that live next door to us always gave us pennies. I just oh, remember that. That's, that's weird. A, just like a, a bag of coins or something. Just like a handful, like five pennies. <laughs> that's like the people that give out a and toothbrush. You toilet like, papered thanks. their house no. like real hard. No. <laughs> popcorn balls. I always hated that, too. Give me some chocolate. I like popcorn balls. I want balls. chocolate. Ugh. If you know the people, I guess that's okay. Yeah, you never it's know. It's kind of weird if you don't know. Razor blade jammed in there. Exactly. But no, I've never been a Halloween guy. I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Really? I, yeah, I don't know why. I think it's just such a low key holiday. I don't it's know. also sort of a non holiday now, too, that the stores just skip right from Halloween yeah. to Christmas. Yep. Although I heard Target is, I just saw on the news, Target is holding off on their Christmas decorations until after Thanksgiving. Good. I can't believe it. Good. Everybody should do that. Yeah, they should. Halloween should be lasting right up until Christmas. <laughs> but I know you're a big Halloween buff. And Thanksgiving and Halloween are both fall to yeah. me. So and now it's actually like fall outside. <laughs> it was seventy five degrees like two weeks ago. It, yeah, and now it's in the forties. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Wisconsin. I saw the uh, thermostat outside the studio here. It said fifty seven. So nice. it is chilly in the school. It is. It's kind of overcast and dark outside it's very very good atmosphere for recording the stream session we're gonna do another little mini investigation after this episode yeah i know uh, we've been talking about this for a few weeks and i i just asked kurt today do you think we've gotten anything on the audio that's worth sharing and i feel like if i need to ask you that the answer is no yeah, i think joe got a couple good things but like we said we i heard it playing on his computer you know so yeah, i didn't that's... really get to hear it but it, it sounded like joe caught a couple yeah. decent things, but we'll revisit it. Yeah, nothing, nothing that like really stands out so far. Just a lot of like weird whispery sounds and weird noises. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, you know, share anything with the world, and unless I know it's, you know, yeah. something. Yeah, exactly. Do you have any shout outs? Uh, I want to give a shout out to my good friend Sherry Bauer that I work with. She um, was on a different shift, and now she just moved back to the weekend shift with me. But two. Like two weeks ago, this upcoming Saturday, I was at work and I'm a klutz and I walked into something. I walked into a machine, I think, (laughs) and I got two long scratches on my arm. Oh boy. So I was sitting at the lunch table and Sherry was sitting next to me and she looked at my arm and she said, a ghost didn't do that again, did it? (laughs) And I said, no. And I said, how do you know about that? And she said, I listen to your podcast. That's so awesome. It's so cool. I didn't know that she listened to the podcast. That's cool. I guess I just always assume the only people that listen to the podcast are the people that actually talk comment on yeah, it talk to me yeah. about it. So it was just really cool that she listened to the podcast and I really appreciate it. So thank you, Sherry. Thank cool. you for listening. And no, it wasn't a ghost. I was a klutz and walked into a machine. <laughs> I also have a Sherry shout out. Sherry shout out. <laughs> Sherry Myers, who I work with. Um, I just wanna we were talking about the podcast today and uh, she said that she heard on six twenty AM, which is a local AM station in Wisconsin. Um, that Wisconsin is the most haunted state in the U.S. And I was like, A, shouldn't I have known that? <laughs> and B, can't anyone say that about yeah, their state? Because you can. can't prove it. We do have a lot of haunted areas, but I think every state has Yeah, an old sanitarium areas. or a hotel or whatever. I don't know. Maybe we just have more per capita. I yeah. don't know. I'll take it. I'll take it too. <laughs> we'll have more. more places for us. We could do a, a road edition of the yeah, podcast. More content. Do we have any housekeeping? Oh, I also want to give a shout out oh. to Eric Orheim. Oh yeah, uh, Eric Orheim. Good friend of mine. He just posted like right before we started this in our Strangers Facebook group that that school video, that mm-hmm. supposedly paranormal With video, the locker door. With the locker door opening with the wet floor sign flying across the room that it was debunked. And As a hoax? Yeah, because okay. you, uh, if you look at where the school's cameras are, their camera is in a different area than would have filmed that. So they think it was on somebody's tripod when they filmed it. Oh. And also they have clips on there that if you slow it down, like when the wet floor sign goes flying that out, looked weird the, uh, 
the pattern on the floor of the tiles disappears. Oh, there you so go. So that sign of editing yep. and one of the locker doors disappears for a second before the stuff comes flying out. Oh, sure. So that's all editing. But I just think it's so, you know, I People don't know. People run wild with because it. Because the school claims that it, it wasn't hoaxed, mm. but apparently it was. So I think that's just kind of crappy. Well, how would, um, yeah, maybe the school had the wool pulled over there. Yeah, unless too. the school didn't know either. Hmm. But right now, it just, it's these days, bummer. it's so hard to take any paranormal yeah. video seriously. Have you followed up at all on that guy who was on Twitter? No, I was going to do that today and I didn't get a chance to do that. Okay. We'll revisit that. Yeah, probably in our next episode. Okay. I want to uh, say that this is our last themed episode for the season. Mm-hmm. We have two more episodes after this and my good friend and the always awesome Sophie Ray suggested that we do an episode, the best of 2017, where we talk about like the weird stories. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We'll do that, I figured, next time. Okay. And I'd also like to do like we did on Paranormal Palaver, where we go back over our episodes and just talk about what we thought about each. Yeah, quick recap of each of them. And then our 15th episode, the last one for this season, will be our viewers or listener submission. <laughs> we need more stories, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think I, I, Brittany I shared start... one uh, on the Paranormal Palaver, another yeah, old so, school media yep. podcast. I think that she said we could share it on either podcast. Oh, cool. Though. So we'll save it for you know, We got that one sessions. from Sophie. We got the one from Sarah. So yeah. we do have a couple of them, but... We need more. I will, I'll start really hitting people up in the next week or two. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. we'll get some. Sounds good. Otherwise, we'll just make stuff up. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Like Wisconsin is the most hot, uh, you know, haunted state in yeah, the U.S. We'll just make up stuff that <laughs> they can't. Anything else? Should we talk about Maura Murray? Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people were really unhappy with the last episode of the missing. What is yeah, it called? The disappearance of the Maura disappearance Murray. Of Maura on Murray. On a lot of people were complaining that the episodes never focused on the police involvement, mm-hmm. and now that they had one, people are even more annoyed. Because everybody thinks it's that... It's like totally cleared up. Yeah, that they brushed it completely <laughs> mm-hmm. under the rug, that the it's not even is, an issue anymore. It doesn't matter to me that their stories um, jibed with each other. They're cops. Yeah. this is They know how to do that. Yeah. They probably just got together beforehand and said, okay, this is what we're going to say happened and you know, act yeah. like you're telling well, like the truth. Cecil Smith su- su- said he was supposedly driving the 001 mm-hmm. SUV. But when they go back to that night... You know, the dispatch called her back several times, I guess, to ask her, are you sure it was 001? Mm. Because the the word was that 001 was out of commission that wasn't even being used that day. And now all of a sudden he was using it. Mm -hmm. So something just doesn't add up. I mean, the whole... I kind of felt bad for him because so many people said that he was coming across as nervous and twitchy and stuff like that. And... Not the... We're not talking about the... Cecil Smith. The sheriff no, the, or the chief? No, the guy who, the deputy who was driving. Yeah, Cecil supposedly. Smith was the one that came across kind of, but he might've been nervous. And somebody said he has, like, he's starting to get dementia and oh, all that no. stuff. So, Jeez. you know, I think people are just reading too much into that. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the, uh, Mora's um, other sister that everybody said came across. <laughs> she did. Part of that is Yeah, editing. but everybody comes across differently in. Yeah, but part of that's editing. They kept zooming in on her when she'd like freeze and look off into the distance and not say anything. Well, and... yeah. I just felt bad that so many people were saying yeah. stuff. Was it you who said that she might have been more comfortable if she weren't in a dingy hotel room? In a dingy hotel cameras? room with cameras kind of around her, people in the <laughs> like, other room there a monitoring restaurant her. restaurant nearby? Leading... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I, the, I think the final episode is the one. There's six total? Yeah. Okay. You know, because this one ended with the paint chips, with them finding out that the paint chips they got had from that blood. closet had blood on them. So human, or No, it wasn't human blood. It was just blood at this I point. I don't think it's going to. I think if it was Mora's, we would have heard by now. Something concrete would have came out. It's weird that they haven't tested anything until now, though. Yeah. So I'm just I curious. I thought the, the part with the um, search dogs was really interesting though yeah but uh, the fact that they used the gloves that she had barely worn could affect the dog searching but they found that frozen body part like yeah. wasn't it a half a mile away yeah the cadaver dog that's did. pretty impressive yeah, yeah that was <laughs> so i don't know I, i'm starting to to kind of believe what i'm thinking that they're going towards is that she was picked up and murdered yeah which sucks because i do want her to be alive yeah her family seems pretty convinced too that she sh- she wouldn't be out there all yeah. this time and not making contact. It no, doesn't make no, any I've sense. No, I totally 
Especially changed my when, mind on that with, with her mom being sick and all that. Yeah. And people pointed out, I think in this last episode, nothing all that earth shattering happened. No. It wasn't that, nothing no. was that big of a deal. I've had worse stuff happen and oh, I didn't run to Canada too. and <laughs> start a new yeah. life. Although it doesn't sound bad sometimes. <laughs> I'd like to visit Canada, but that's about it. <laughs> so. Awkward pause. Nothing else? Time is passing. No, I don't think so. I thought I'd also do a shout out to a podcast that I'm really into right now called Spooked. I don't think I've mentioned this before, um, but it's really good. Brittany Zahn recommended it to me. And it's basically, sometimes it's the, the people who the stories happen to are actually telling the story themselves. Occasionally, I don't, and I don't know if it's the, the host or the narrator, he will narrate the story. And I don't know if those are true stories or if those are sort of just added for dramatic effect or whatever. But they're, it's really, really well done, really well produced. The music is really good. The, the stories are really good. And uh, if you tune in now, you can just binge on a whole bunch of episodes because they've been posting every week leading up to Halloween. So. Nice. I'm going to have to check that out. My uh, speakers are shot in my car. Something is wrong with them. Oh. So if I play any music or anything that... just buy that thing? Yeah. If I, <laughs> Was it brand new? I have horrible luck with cars. Oh, wow. But if I play anything that has bass, like music, it mm. sounds horrible. So I've been listening to nothing but podcasts lately. Oh. And you know how I am. I go through like weird binges where I'm like fascinated by something yeah. and listen to nothing but that like I did a couple months back with uh, Cold War, espionage, and spying. Oh. I was just, I couldn't get enough of that. And right now, my big thing is survival and prepping. Oh. I'm not I'm not a doomsday prepper. No, but I find that stuff super fascinating, yeah. too. I'm, I'm not by any stretch a doomsday prepper, but I I'd be lying it, if I said I didn't have a bug out bag at home yeah. with stuff. I don't... I'd, we've talked about it, but we've never actually put the bug out bag together. Yeah, I got a bag should. together. I got... I have a lot of... Uh, like shelf stable foods in my closet that I could live off of if mm-hmm. I have to, which I probably shouldn't be saying because now everybody's <laughs> going to come and attack me and take my food. I always want to get that freeze dried food too that you can buy at like Fleet Farm, Farm and Fleet, yeah. depending on where you yep. live. But no, I have a, I like spam as it is. <laughs> I have spam in there because that stuff lasts forever, you yeah. know, for whatever's because I feel like things right now are not too stable. No, they're not. No. North Korea, man. Watch out. There's There's a part of me that even though this sounds dumb, there's a part of me that likes the idea of a EMP bomb. Yeah. Shutting off all the power mm-hmm. and everything. My for, husband and I have talked about yeah, that. For a couple weeks, you would have people getting to know their neighbors again. You would yeah. have people communicating again. Unfortunately, I'm not sure that's how it would go. No. Mass panic would set in. Yeah. People would be murdering each other and looting yeah. and stealing food. And Yep. It would be like the walking dead but without I just, the zombies. Exactly. I just read an article about whether or not it's likely that North Korea has the capability to do an EM, EMP, uh, yeah. EMP above the U.S. And it sounds unlikely, but who knows what's going on over there? Yeah. We don't know what they're doing. No. So, so yeah, yeah, I got a I'm little with you. kit put together and we'll see what happens. Bug out bag. The Walking Dead just started up again and <sighs> I watched the first episode and I seriously think I spent more time dicking around on my phone than actually watching the episode. I don't That's know. I'm just, I don't know what it is, but I'm just not as excited about the show as i used to be i don't know if it's that the storyline i don't know what it is i'm just not as into it i'm that way about this season of american horror story i think i have three dvr and i'm just like yeah i should probably watch those but i don't know it's not that it's not a good show i think i just i listen to a lot of true crime podcasts too dirty john if you haven't listened to that it Mm -hmm. is so good i don't Um, do a lot of the true crime stuff i do a lot of another really good one too uh, I think I brought this up in the last one, but the Sofa King podcast. Mm. I'm like yeah. huge into that one. I, I just get... listened. They actually had a one of their earlier episodes is about the cosmos and abductions, alien abductions. And mm. it was actually a really good episode. So nice. I think we'll steal that topic for next season yeah. of our show. Nice. Cool. But yeah, after our next two episodes, we'll be taking a break until sometime next spring. Yeah. Early next spring, late early, winter. Early, early, yeah. early spring. Yeah. January. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how long we can stand without, you know, coming to the school. Yeah, because I look forward to doing this. Yeah, me I too. I really do. I hope people look forward to listening to it. I think they do. We get lots of nice comments on our... We do. People seem to be enjoying it. And every now and then, every couple of days, there's still somebody that subscribes to it, or I see yeah. this, our Strange Sessions page has a couple new views. Yeah, it's cool. I so, dig it. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening and putting up with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we appreciate that. So what are we talking about today? 
Today we are talking about the Grinning Man slash Indrid Cold slash the Smiling Man. The Grinning Man just sounds creepy. Yeah. Uh, actually, the Smiling Man is the creepiest out of all these. Really? We'll save that one for last. Uh, the Grinning Man. I've heard bits and pieces about this over the years, but I didn't really hear a lot about it until the Thinking Sideways podcast. And I always remember this one because when I listened to this one, it was fall. I was out on my trail in the woods and it was a really foggy day. Like one of those foggy days where you can see the fog in front of you swirling around Mm -hmm. and stuff. And it takes a lot to creep me out, especially with a podcast, but I was legitimately creeped out in the woods <laughs> listening to this podcast. By yourself. Yeah. So that was, I'll always remember the podcast because of that. Hmm. So the story of the Grinning Man, like I said, this is kind of split into three different things. People don't know if it's the same thing, if two of them are the same thing, if none of them are the same thing, <laughs> but I just lumped them all into this Sesame episode. Street song yeah. coming <laughs> so they're all kind of lumped into this episode. Okay. But first we're going to discuss the grinning man. Okay. I'm the ready. S- ready? Yep. Listeners ready? Go to the bathroom if you have to. Grab your coffee. Grab your coffee. Your blankie. Your blankie. It's going to get creepy in here. I was going to say something dirty, but I didn't. (laughs) Go for it. I do have my lucky podcasting underwear on again. Thank you for the picture you made, Jamie, that uh, that made us laugh. That was great. I've washed them since the last time I wore them, by the way. That was two weeks ago. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) The story of the Grinning Man begins in 1966. At approximately 9.45 p.m. on the night of October 11th, 1966, in Elizabeth, New Jersey, two 16-year-old boys were walking home. The boys were Martin Mouse Munov and James Jimmy Yankitis. They sound like the mob in waiting. Yeah, like good fellas. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Mouse and Jimmy, those were their nicknames. All right, up to no 16-year-old good. 16-year-old <laughs> boys. I don't know, it's 1966. You, I, I don't know. Yeah, they were probably on the way to get they, a malt. Go on. Have, they might have been uh, injecting the pot or whatever they did back <laughs> in those days. Injecting the pot. <laughs> so, yeah. Martin Mouse, Munoff, and James Jimmy Yankitis were walking home that night when they turned onto a road that ran adjacent to the elevated New Jersey Turnpike. They had been discussing the reports that a local woman that night had been chased by a tall green man earlier that evening. Green? Green. Okay. There was a treacherously steep 30-foot slant running from the turnpike above them all the way down to the tall wire fence that ran parallel to the route the boys were walking on. The decline on the other side of the fence was so steep that the boys had never seen anyone attempt to scale it, nor had they ever seen anyone on the opposite side of the fence. Yankitis turned to look at his friend and noticed a humanoid figure standing in a thick scrub brush on the opposite side of the fence. He appeared to be ignoring the boys and staring at a house across the road. Yankitis quickly pointed out the figure to his friend. Munoff slowly turned and saw a huge figure clad in a green one-piece suit that seemed to be reflecting the streetlight above. Munoff's account in his report to the police said, Jimmy nudged me and said, who's that guy standing behind you? I looked around and there he was behind the fence just standing there. He turned around and looked right at us. Then he grinned a big old grin. The two friends watched him, and he sat there grinning at the boys, not moving. In some accounts that I read, the boys started walking away, and he started walking on the other side of the fence, keeping up with them, just staring at them and smiling the whole time. The boys ran from the scene, ran to the police department, and notified the police what they had seen. The boys also said that he had a very dark complexion and little round eyes, real beady, set far apart, and that they could not remember seeing any hair, ears, or nose on this figure. They just kept saying his grin seemed too wide, like a shark kind of grin, like a really wide grin. And he just sat there, stared at them the whole time, grinning. Three days later, paranormal investigator and journalist John Keel arrived to interview the boys. John Keel was there in the area because of the UFOs, and you know what John Keel was mainly involved with? Mm -mm. Mothman. Oh, this was the same area that the Mothman was Interesting. Yeah. Okay. They took Keel. The boys took Keel to the area where the being was sighted. Keel wondered if it was possibly a stranded motorist, but quickly concluded that the incline was too sharp for anybody to walk on, especially at night. The story began to make its way around town, and then people in town began to wonder if it was related to another event that happened the same night. 
At around the same time, the boys witnessed the creature 40 miles north of the town of Elizabeth. An off-duty police officer and his wife witnessed what they described as a blazing white light as big as a car soar through the sky above their heads, almost hit a 600-foot-tall television tower, and then vanish over the nearby hills at a slow, leisurely pace. On the other side of the hill, patrolman Edward Wester and Sergeant Benjamin Thompson of the Wanakee Reservoir Police witnessed the light soar over the reservoir at a slow speed. Thompson later stated, The light was brilliantly white. It lit up the whole area for about 300 yards. In fact, it blinded me when I got out of the patrol car to look at it, and I couldn't see for about 20 minutes afterwards. Wow. Yeah. So, so it was. It, it was. So it's like a UFO sighting. Yeah. And. Yep. And this was right around when the Mothman stuff started up. Hmm. This is like a close encounter of the third yeah. kind. So when you look up stuff about the Grinning Man, this is usually the first thing that shows up are the accounts of this of these kids. Like I said, in some accounts I read, he was he followed them walking along the fence line while they were walking down the road, and in other accounts he just sat there and stared at them until the kids ran. Either way, it's creepy. Yeah. So according to John Keel, around this time, he received a mysterious phone call. The caller identified himself as Indrid Cold, I-N-D-R-I-D, last name C-O-L-D, Cold. A woman? No, a man, man Indrid okay. Cold. Indrid Cold gave him a cryptic and supposedly prophetic message. According to some accounts, this message stated that a power failure was going to happen in the town on the date of December 15th at 1 p.m., no power outage happened, but that is the time that the bridge over the Ohio River collapsed. Ooh, where the yeah, Mothman was sighted. Where the Mothman was sighted. Wow. Further investigation by Keel revealed that many people who saw the Mothman also saw a person they nicknamed the Smiling Man or the Man in Black, but this is disputed. Hmm. So this is all, when you, the Indrid Cold stuff is all tied into the Mothman stuff. You know, if you look up Indrid Cold on Google, you're going to find a ton of stuff and it's always tied into the Mothman case. I didn't bring it up in the Mothman episode because I knew this was going to be a separate episode on its own. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of the Grinning Man, but I, I'd never yeah. heard them, yeah. the Mothman Indrid, and the Grinning Indrid Man. Cold is, a, is kind of an interesting thing. There's so much tied into the Mothman stuff, but... A lot of people don't know if it should be. It might have just been a separate incident. They got tied together. They got tied together with it. Hmm. But as of now, Indrid Cold is kind of tied in with the Mothman. Okay. And now we get to Woodrow Derenberger. This is where... These names are just awesome. I know. This is where <laughs> the gist of the Indrid Cold stuff actually comes from. Okay. On November 2nd, 1966, less than one month after the boys had their encounter... Sewing machine salesman Woodrow Derenberger was driving home on Interstate 77 after work when all of a sudden a strange craft seemed to lower from the sky and crash down on the road in front of him. Hmm. He described the craft saying it looked like an old-fashioned kerosene lamp chimney flaring at both ends, narrowing down to a small neck and then enlarging in a great bulge in the center. I mean, I can kind of picture what he's talking about. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> He said a door appeared to open in the side of the craft and a human-like figure stepped out. Derenberger later described him as a tall, dark-skinned man with slightly elongated eyes and a huge grin. Mm. The figure seemed to be wearing blue reflective clothing that he described as quite shiny and had a glistening effect. The craft that Derenberger had seen lifted off the ground and hovered in the sky above them. What's strange about what's at least sticking out to me is that most depictions or descriptions of aliens they don't they have like a thin very small thin mouth so yeah. this wide grin is yeah, something the that wide doesn't grin is is strange yeah uh he says that the whole time this guy the this creature whatever was communicating with him was communicating with them telepathically, telepathically. Mm. but the grin was on his face the whole time oh that's creepy <laughs> um Derenberger then claimed that this grinning man telepathically communicated with him, telling him to not be afraid and that it comes from a country much weaker than his. I always thought that was a weird... A country Yeah, a country weaker? much weaker than his. I always thought that was a strange statement. Yeah, that is strange. He asked Derenberger his name. Derenberger gave him his name, and then the creature responded with... That's a weird name. <laughs> <laughs> the creature responded, my name is Cold. I sleep, breathe, and bleed even as you do. Which is another weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah. The creature his went name's on. Cold though. The creature went on to reveal his full name was Indrid Cold. 
And he asked Darren Berger questions about the surrounding cities and other topics, uh, questions about humanity. This Indrid Cold said he was studying humanity. He asked, he pointed to a distant city and asked what that was, if that's where people sleep. <laughs> so it was just a weird conversation. It kind of reminds me of people's accounts with black-eyed kids. Or men in black. Or men in black, yeah. Yep, and that's that's going to be one of the things we talk about. Well, the common thing about the black-eyed kids is that they say really weird so things. So the men in black. So do the, the men, men in, black? in black? Okay. I don't have it in my 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 notes here, but around the time of the Mothman, there was a female reporter that she was kind of like the go-to person for stuff about Mothman. Mm-hmm. And she said one day she was in her office and this guy came in wearing a black suit, you know, the sunglasses, a typical man in black outfit. Mm-hmm. And he was asking her really weird questions. He got like really close to her, like a personal space thing. Mm-hmm. And... She was talking to somebody on the phone and this guy that was sitting at the desk looked at her pen and he was like studying the pen like he's never seen it before. And then all of a sudden he burst out laughing and he took the pen and ran off. <laughs> so he could have just escaped. From yeah, the it was just it road. was just a weird situation. But the Indrid Cold stuff, a lot of people think that he's something to do with the men in black. Interesting. And I'm sure most people know, but if you don't, the men in black are people supposedly we don't know what they are that come around after you've witnessed ufos i always assume they were part of the government yeah they could be but they're they're really weird i mean they're some of their mannerisms and stuff is just like they're not human Human. right but they come if somebody witnesses ufos they come and appear threatening or want whatever evidence you have and they're just really creepy yeah well and there there have been sightings after black eyed kid encounters too yes Yep. So uh, Darren Berger was talking to Indrid Cold. You know, he was talking about, he was answering his questions. And then it ended with Indrid Cold telling Bear, uh, Darren Berger that they will see him again. And he said, that we will see you again. Who's we? Don't know. <laughs> okay. He said, we will see you again. The craft above lowered from the sky. Cold entered it through a hatch and then it climbed into the sky and vanished. Darren Berger went home and reported this to the authorities. The next day, several witnesses corroborated some of the events saying that they did see two men talking on the interstate and that they did see a strange craft in the sky, Hmm. which is weird Mm -hmm. that there was actually people that saw saw this. Uh, Shortly after this, Darren Berger claims he began being followed by black Cadillacs, receiving strange phone calls all day and night, picking up the phone only to hear strange electronic noises, beeping and hissing on the other line. And that's something that comes up a lot with the Indrid Cold stuff is phone, things with phones. Okay. That's now, very Men in Blackish too. It though. is. The strange phone calls, the black it is. cars. Uh, there's a lot of stuff with phones with Indrid Cold. I don't know. Have you seen the Mothman Prophecies movie? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, there's the scene where Richard ago. Gere is in, I think, a hotel room and he gets a call and the call on the phone is from Indrid Cold. Mm. And then he asks him, well, what am I holding in my hand? And I think it was a battery. And Indrid Cold says, yeah, you're holding a battery. Hmm. But the call is just like really weird and distorted. And that's kind of what is associated with Indrid Cold is this phone call stuff. Okay. So Darren Berger ended up losing some credibility. He claimed later that Cold came back several times and that he traveled on board a black Volkswagen with him to his home planet, Lanulos. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. (laughs) He claimed that. A Volkswagen? In a a black Volkswagen. Okay. Okay. Uh, he was also, Apparently Volkswagen's keeping more secrets than just their yeah, diesel emissions. Yep, yep. He traveled with him on board a black Volkswagen to his planet Lanulos in the galaxy of, I think it's Ganymedes or Genomedes. And he said on his home planet Lanulos, inhabitants walked around almost naked, dressed in tiny colored shorts and drank decaf coffee. Now he's losing some credibility losing, in my book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, who would drink decaf? Both he and his wife claim that other grinning men with names like Demo Hassan and Carl Ardo also visited them over the years. His wife claimed that they weren't aliens and that the grinning men were time travelers. Hmm. Uh, Denenberger and his wife eventually divorced. And this this is good here. You're already smiling. This he, is be good. <laughs> he later announced that he was pregnant with Cold's child and they were leaving <laughs> together to live in Brazil. He? He was pregnant with Cold's child that was supposedly going to guide the human race. Sure. So, <laughs> yeah. Why not? That they were leaving together to live in Brazil. Brazil. Yep. That's great. So, it's a love story. It's cute. Yeah. 
<laughs> they lived happily ever after. Um, I actually didn't even know this existed until like right before I left to come here. But his daughter, Tanya Derenberger, just recently released a book called Beyond Lanulose, Our 50 Years with Indrid Cold. She released it December of last year, actually. Is this the daughter he gave birth to? Yes. This is the daughter he gave birth to, not their... What the love hell? child or whatever but this is no his, he he physically no no this okay. is this is this is his like, daughter his and his wife minute. this is him and his wife not him and indrid like you just blew my mind no. <laughs> this okay is, this is him Ooh. and his, the, the real child of him and his wife okay. is tanya darenberger All and right. she wrote a book last december called beyond lanulose our 50 years with indrid cold she claims that he made up that last part about the baby and all that stuff because he was getting tired of all the attention and wanted people to believe that he moved away. Okay. Why uh, did you have to say you were pregnant, though? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, a, lot, a lot of people theorize that he really did see something that night on the interstate. But once he got the taste of fame, he wanted to kind of keep it mm. going. So then that's when he made up this stuff about Lanny Lowe's and... Or... Or... He's nuts. Or they made him a little bit nuts that nobody would believe him. Could be. That could be too. But his daughter claimed that her father told her that these creatures would always be watching over her. And she says a lot of times, like on the street or something like that, that she'll see somebody that looks like one of these people. Hmm. Like one of these. Not with the grinning. Not so much the grinning. Uh, some people that uh, I think, she, I don't remember if it was her or some other people theorized that these things in order to appear friendly knew that smiling is a good way to do that. Just, they just not overdid ear to it ear. A yeah, they overdid it a little. So they dial think, it back, boys. That's, that's yeah. Don't have an ear to ear grin because yeah, that's, that's just freaking creepy. It's terrifying. Yeah. So she thinks that that's what that was, was that them attempting to put people at ease, which <laughs> Didn't really have backfired that effect. A it backfired a little bit. <laughs> Need to work on their people skills. Uh, but she said she would see these people that looked like Indrid just watching her on the street, hmm. watching over her. Uh, she would see strange lights in the sky a lot. She sounded really credible. I mean, she kind of changed my opinion of the whole thing because hmm. I didn't know what I thought of Derenberger's account because it got kind of crazy. But she said that she remembers seeing Indrid Cold at the house talking to her father. She remembers the night that her father came home all shook up after the original sighting or sighting yeah so she she verified all this hmm. um however though you, you're brung, you're brought up in a household where that's just told to you as fact yeah i believed in but, santa claus for a long time too but she's talked to andrew cold uh really yeah and she said that you know the the guy doing the interview on the podcast asked her what he looked like and she just said she remembers that he looked like a mediterranean descent like olive colored skin mm-hmm but she said he was friendly. Um, like the first time he talked to her, the father said, oh, you're actually talking to her with your voice. Instead of telling her. And he said, I didn't want to frighten her. Oh. So, but okay. yeah, she says, and she sounded like she what knew what she was talking was about. I don't remember. Oh, darn. I don't remember. I can send you a link yeah, sometime. Yeah, I want to listen. I will. Uh, John Keel kind of soured on him after the whole... <laughs> I got pregnant and moved to Brazil. Going to Lanulose and all that, yeah. He wrote the forward. (laughs) Is it weird that I'm more annoyed with the pregnancy than the Lanulose? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He still wrote the forward to Derenberger's book. Uh, He said that Derenberger did appear to genuinely believe in what he was saying, and he should be heard, but he kind of soured and distanced himself Mm. from from Derenberger and his injured cold story after that. Okay. Uh, shortly after this, in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and you know what Point Pleasant is, that's where Mothman stuff happened, mm-hmm. a family named Lily began to experience strange activity at their house, including poltergeist-like activity and strange lights in the skies over their property. Automobiles near the Lily home would stall for no reason, and kitchen cabinets and doors inside the home would slam inexplicably in the middle of the night. That's a poltergeist. Miss Lily said she sometimes heard a strange squealing-like sound like a baby crying throughout the inside of the home. When she would go to the location where she heard it, it would appear in where she had just come from. Nope. No. Nope. Uh, The family said, we've seen all kinds of strange things. Blue lights, green lights, red ones, things that change color. Some have been so low that we thought we could see diamond-shaped windows in them, and none of them make any noise at all. One night, their young daughter, Linda, ran screaming into her parents' room, claiming that a man was in her bedroom. She later described him saying, 
It was a man, a big man, very broad. I couldn't see his face very well, but I could see that he was widely grinning at me. He walked around the bed, stood right over me. I screamed again, hid under the covers. When I looked up, he was gone. Hmm. This reminds me kind of of what happened to me when I was a kid. I mean, the green thing I saw in my bedroom was smiling, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like a wide, like a a shark smile. It was just like a... Like a skull face That's with a smile. That's not what stood out to you. No. The grin. No, but he was grinning and it was green, but he was entirely green. Not yeah. just like a, a shirt. Or we're, yeah, we're in a suit. So I've never really associated what I saw with this. Hmm. But from what Lily, from what uh, Linda Lily is saying, it sounded kind of like the same thing with the grinning man. Yeah. So that's pretty much where the Indrid cold stuff kind of ends. Okay. Uh, it was, it happened all around with the, the Mothman stuff. And so <clears throat> I was never a big fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It, very much like the gentleman, the gentleman from the episode where Hush. Hush. That's from, the name of the episode. Yep, I was actually going to bring that up and I totally I forgot never about watched it. the show, but yeah. I watched that one episode and it scared the bejesus yeah, Buffy out of me. Is Buffy They'd going around town like. Yeah. That a oh, lot of people said. A lot of people said, if you go, you can Google Buffy and then the gentleman. And you'll see pictures of what we're talking about. I'm sure you a can see A lot of people said this was that they were modeled after Indrid Cold and the Grinning Man. It sounds, I mean, they uh, look, when you say the Grinning Man, that's what I picture. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is one of my top three favorite shows really? ever on TV. Oh, I loved Buffy. I never really Absolutely watched loved it. Absolutely loved it. Hmm. Uh, for, I can't remember if it was Christmas or my birthday. My brother, it had to be super expensive, bought me a signed script. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I like David Boreanaz. Hello. He's I cool. actually think my husband kind of looks like David Boreanaz. Uh, that was all about Willow. Lucky me. Willow was just gorgeous. Oh, Willow, yeah. But yeah, that's... <laughs> my first favorite show was MASH. Obviously, we've talked my about this. My husband loved that show too, uh, yeah. Second favorite show, Breaking Bad, mm. was Television Perfection. And third favorite show was Buffy the Vampire Buffy Slayer. Vampire Slayer. Hmm. I think Buffy isn't... I think it's it's dated a little bit now like when it you watch is. it now yeah but i still think it's an amazing show and yeah. it'll probably end up getting rebooted because it, they're rebooting everything else under the sun it really um i, I mean i it's i don't want to say i watched it regularly but i watched it enough to know that it really evolved over the years i think it was pretty lighthearted at yeah. first and it got really serious it got dark the yeah end. yeah but yeah uh, the gentleman a lot of people associate the gentleman yeah that was a good episode the heebie-jeebies through the years there have been other accounts of people seeing this grinning person you know, I don't know if it's, like I said, I don't know what is tied in with Indrid Cold, what is tied in with the, you know, was the grinning guy the kids saw the same thing as Indrid Cold? I don't know, but there's been other sightings of this grinning thing. Yeah. Uh, there's one from 2002 that somebody put online that said, this incident took place near Wheeling, West Virginia during the winter of 2002. I've told a few people, those I can trust for their honest opinion. Ever since it occurred, I've been puzzled and frightened. I'm going to be specific and honest on all the details. Please don't judge me, but my girlfriend and I used to go to a local treatment center for opiate addiction and counseling. Since That's starting, such a common thing now. I, I mean. know, I know. It's not even weird. <laughs> Since starting treatment, I have remained clean and I'm proud of that. It's been difficult, but we've gotten through it. I can honestly say that this incident I'm about to describe made breaking my dependency more difficult. Many of our appointments at the clinic were in the evening around 5 or 6 p.m. The center is about a mile off the interstate on a wooded road with a few other businesses around. It can be very dark, especially after the sun goes down. On this day, it was about 5.15 p.m. and dark, except for a few sparsely placed streetlights. It was extremely cold, and there was about an inch or so of snow on the ground. We had just driven off the interstate exit onto the wooded road when we noticed someone ahead of us on the right shoulder walking toward the rehab center. I thought it might be another patient, so I asked my girlfriend if she knew who it was and if we should give them a lift. As we approached, I slowed down to get a good look. When I got nearer, the figure stopped and turned its head and looked directly at us. What I witnessed was the most terrifying thing I have ever seen. It had dark colored clothing and a hooded jacket of some kind. The face wasn't human. It had a huge evil smile on its face. The smile literally went from one side of the face to the other and the teeth were enormous but not sharp. The teeth reminded me of horse's teeth, and the overall expression was similar to the Joker from the animated Batman TV cartoon. I'm picturing Jim Carrey, actually. In the mask? Yeah. Yeah. I remember my girlfriend gasped out loud, then ducked to hide her face. Needless to say, we didn't stop, but I had to get another look. I needed to figure out what it was we saw. I turned the car around at a driveway and went back. 
I turned around and reached the spot where we had seen it no more than 30 seconds ago, but it was gone. There was nowhere this thing could have gone. There's a high link fence between the road and the edge of the woods. On the other side of the road is a creek. This thing simply vanished. After we couldn't find it, I asked my girlfriend to describe to me what she saw. She also compared it to the Joker. We are still a couple and have talked about this experience in detail many times. I don't know what it was, but I know it wasn't human. It seemed evil. I felt it deep in my soul. I know how this comes across, but I assure you this incident is 100% true. This reminds me of a Mothman encounter. I think that we talked about, or was it Mothman? Was it a Shadow Man? It might have been the Shadow Man. How? Yeah, where the, the they were driving down the street in a truck. And, and the person was like outside their window yeah. keeping up with them. Oh, that's weird. I know. I thought about that Interesting. too. Interesting. Hmm. But yeah. So there's there's been stories over the years of seeing this grinning figure, mm-hmm. but it's no it's nowhere near as prevalent as the, the hat man or the shadow man yeah but there's bits and pieces of this hmm. and then the last one of these is something called the smiling man and this is more of a recent one and again these a lot of these are from reddit so you don't know right is this made up you don't know if this is made up uh, these people swear it's true yeah but how much of that you can believe i don't know but right now, this is this is kind of what, when you talk about grinning men. This is kind of what the quintessential grinning man, the yeah. grinning man du jour is. Yeah. This is this is what. But this is the smiling man. This is the smiling okay. man. I, like I said, they're split kind into like three different thing. things. Kind of the same thing. This is the big story. This is the one that everybody kind of goes to when they talk about the smiling man. It appeared on Reddit's No Sleep subreddit where they talk about scary stuff. Mm-hmm. And this the username that, that said the story, his name was Blue Title. And this was posted on April 24th, 2012. He said, About five years ago, I lived downtown in a major city in the U.S. Uh, we later found out that it's Seattle. Okay. They did a, he did a question and answer thing. Oh. And he, he admitted that it's Seattle, okay. Washington. I've always been a night person, so I would often find myself bored after my roommate went to sleep. To pass the time... Wait, I, wait, 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 wait. Is this the dancing man? Yes. I read this story on season one of Paranormal Palaver. It gives me the yeah. heebie-jeebies. Yep. And I thought that someone later on had said that he had made it up, but... I, a lot of the stuff I've seen, he said that it's true. Okay. But, but everybody likes to claim that people yeah. are making stuff up, yeah. so... But yeah, wow, that if is this story. happened, this is such a yeah. great story. And the way he tells it isn't, yep. it's okay, sit back. This is good. Yeah. Yeah, this creeps me out too. I mean, totally. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, to pass the time, I used to go for long walks and spend the time thinking. I spent four years like that, walking alone at night and never once had a reason to feel afraid. I always used to joke with my roommate that even the drug dealers in the city were polite. <laughs> But all of that changed in just after a few minutes of one evening. It was a Wednesday, somewhere between 1 and 2 in the morning, and I was walking near a police-patrolled park quite a ways from my apartment. It was a quiet night, even for a weeknight, with very little traffic and almost no one on foot. The park, as it was most nights, was completely empty. I turned down a short side street in order to loop back to my apartment when I first noticed him. At the far end of the street, on my side, was the silhouette of a man dancing. It was a strange dance, similar to a waltz, but he finished each box with an odd forward stride. I guess you could say he was dance-walking, headed straight for me. Deciding he was probably drunk, I stepped as close as I could to the road to give him the majority of the sidewalk to pass by me. The closer he got, the more I realized how gracefully he was moving. He was very tall and lanky and wearing an old suit. He danced closer still until I could make out his face. His eyes were open wide and wild, head tilted back slightly, looking off at the sky. His mouth was formed in a painfully wide cartoon of a smile. Between the eyes and the smile, I decided to cross the street before he danced any closer. I know. (laughs) It's creepy. I took my eyes off of him to cross the empty street. As I reached the other side, I glanced back and stopped dead in my tracks. He had completely stopped dancing and was standing with one foot in the street, perfectly parallel to me. He was facing me, but still looking skyward, Uh. smile still wide on his lips. I was completely and utterly unnerved by this. I started walking again, but kept my eyes on the man. He didn't move. Once I had put about half a block between us, I turned away from him for a moment to watch the sidewalk in front of me. The street and sidewalk ahead of me were completely empty. Still unnerved, I looked back to where he had been standing to find him gone. 
For the briefest of moments, I felt relieved until I noticed him. He had crossed the street and was now slightly crouched down. Uh, I couldn't tell for sure uh, the distance. I couldn't tell for sure due to the distance and the shadows, but I was certain he was facing me. I had looked away from him for no more than 10 seconds, so it was clear that he had to move fast. I was so shocked that I stood there for some time staring at him, and then he started moving toward me again. He took giant, exaggerated, tiptoed steps as if he were a cartoon character sneaking up on someone, except he was moving very, very quickly. Nope. I'd like to say at this point, I ran away or pulled out my pepper spray or my cell phone or anything at all, but I didn't. I just stood there completely frozen as the smiling man crept towards me. And then he stopped again about a car length away from me, still smiling his smile, still looking to the sky. When I finally found my voice, I blurted out the first thing that came to mind. What I meant to ask was, what the hell do you want? In an angry, commanding tone. What came out was more of a whimper. Regardless of whether or not humans can smell fear, they can certainly hear it. I heard it in my own voice, and that only made me more afraid. He didn't react to it all. He just stood there smiling. And then, after what felt like forever, he turned around very slowly and started dance walking away. Just like that. Not wanting to turn my back to him again, I just watched him go until he was far enough away to almost be out of sight. And then I realized something. He wasn't moving away anymore, nor was he dancing. I watched in horror as the distant shape of him grew larger and larger. He was coming back my way, and this time he was running. I ran too. I ran until I was off the side road and back on a better lit road with sparse traffic. Looking behind me, he was nowhere to be found. The rest of the way home, I kept glancing over my shoulder, always expecting to see his smile, but he was never there. I lived in that city for six months after that night, and I never went out for another walk. There was something about his face that has always haunted me. He didn't look drunk. He didn't look high. He looked completely and utterly insane, and that's a very, very scary thing to see. If that, so, yeah, sto- that's- <laughs> if that story's not true, it, that's some really good storytelling. Yeah, he swears that it's true. I mean, maybe he, maybe I'm going to have to look more, but everything I saw, I mean, he did question and answer sessions. There was a whole Reddit subgroup devoted to him where he was he would talk about this. Wow, because I came across the same story yeah. and I read it on Paranormal Palaver and I just, I loved it. I yeah, mean, that's so a that's, great story that's, right there. Like the, you can the, picture every part yeah. of that, and it's terrifying. Somebody made a, a film. Have you seen the <gasps> film? No. No, I'll post that. I'll post it on the Strangers page, and I'll post yeah. it on the Strange Sessions page. Yeah. So, yeah, that's like the current version of The Grinning Man. That's The Smiling Man. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's the story that everybody goes to. And there are two more that I found. Oh, sweet. Both kind of based on this one. Okay. Another story. I didn't get the guy's name. He said... So I did a little research into Blue Title's history, and it turns out he did a sort of ask me anything about the smiling man. In the top comment reply explained that this happened in Seattle. I relayed this information to my husband. He looked me dead in the eye and told me a story. The husband told her, A few years ago at about 1.30 in the morning, I was walking up the trail from the lighthouse at Discovery Park, which is a huge nature park in downtown Seattle. Eventually, I got to the top, and there was a clearing I stopped in because it had been pitch black on the way up, and I needed a break from the darkness. I decided to move off the trail a ways to wait for people I was meeting up with, and while I was standing there, a dude was walking by normally with his dog. It seemed like they didn't notice me, and they continued down the trail I had just come from. At the time, I was thinking how weird it was that someone would descend that trail without a light. I watched the opening at the top of the trail for a few minutes, and I turned to continue my path. Through the other opening in the clearing, a guy came literally hopping out of the trees. He was tall and skinny and skipping and flailing his arms enthusiastically with each stride. He had the same look on his face as he skipped past me, following where the man and the dog had gone. The way he was skipping was so not normal. It freaked me out, and after watching for a few more minutes to make sure he wasn't coming back, I walked off to meet my friends. So that's very similar that's to the really dancing guy. Weird, though. Yeah. Yeah. It, it what strikes me about both stories is that their movements and are, expressions are, are super yep. exaggerated. Yep. And then there's one more uh another person on in this group said this may or may not have been a legitimate sighting of the smiling man. I'm still unsure about it myself, but it gave me the chills. It happened in the early morning hours around 2 a.m. in Tucson, Arizona. I was up listening to music and working on a project for class. Nothing special in particular. My stomach started to growl, so I figured I would go to the Jack in the Box restaurant near my apartment complex. I got in my car, drove to the restaurant, and they told me that the computer system was being repaired and that they were closed. There were other fast food places down the road, so I'd go find another open one. 
I'd leave the parking lot and standing across the intersection of the road, I notice a man with a dark suit and what looked like a bowler hat in his hand staring up at the sky. It creeped me out, but 15 seconds later, I was driving past him towards the next block. I get my food at McDonald's and start to head back down the road to my apartment. I notice a figure moving out of the shadows on the sidewalk and the streetlights glow. It's the same man, striding with some sort of cartoon swagger, his legs kicking out in front of him in exaggerated steps that matched the swing of his arms. His head was tilted looking up and his face twisted into a grin that reminded me of the comic book Joker. Normally I would have shaken this off as just some creep, but the smile this guy had nauseates me. It was like his mouth was being stretched with hooks. And he could not have walked from that first intersection to this one in the 10 minutes it took me to get my food. Maybe I'm just paranoid or my sleep-deprived mind was screwing with me. Maybe it was just a happy guy out for a stroll. Either way, I don't think I'll be leaving my apartment around that time anymore. What would you do? I would if freak you... out. There's a, there's something about weird movements. Yeah, like the, the like herky jerky, like walk. the herky jerky ghost walk. And what we're talking about is if you've ever seen um, House on Haunted, Haunted Hill. House on Hill. Yeah, I think it was in Blair Witch Two, which was a horrible movie. Yeah, have you seen the new Blair Witch no, yet? No, I still oh, haven't seen it. To. It's really I know. good. But there's yeah, no herky jerky walk. Anytime that, they like something does that jerky walk, weird disjointed like. Yeah. That just creeps. slightly too fast. Yeah, <laughs> that just creeps the hell out of me. Yeah, so because it's not natural. So there's a lot of these stories, and it's like, are these people just making stuff up? I mean, these people swear it's true, and are, are people are these just, all on Reddit? They were on Reddit. Some were on other sites. Okay, but you know, is it kind of like uh, creepypasta, like Slenderman, right. where people are just adding to a story? Adding to a story. Read. Is it something where people? You know, like some people theorize with Slenderman and stuff like that, that if enough people believe it exists, that it starts to exist. What is that? Um, the Philip experiment. The Philip experiment. experiment. Yeah, yeah. Where where paranormal researchers like came up, created, created a, a, a ghost and yeah. came up with like a really, a really detailed history. History. Yeah. And they actually got results that like their minds created this thing the guys on mysterious universe also participated in a philip experiment like that and they said i mean it was crazy tables were moving and stuff uh, was flying around the room yeah which which could show that maybe paranormal experiences are well that's are like terrifying a telekinesis. if you could take it, something that's yeah. totally made up and if enough people believe in it it becomes real yeah that's a terrifying yeah. thought and that's you know there's some people that think that that's what the news does to us because it's so negative that right. it, it depresses us so much that we cause causes more violence causes more violence yeah so yeah there's there's you can find a lot of stories about the smiling man and he's always he's usually has that ex, that weird walk mm-hmm. or like the dance step that's creepy yeah hmm. so there's that so that's that's kind of how i feel about the black eyed kids too though i mean i feel like all the stories are really really similar and yeah. it's some one of those things where you kind of you feel like you need to see it yourself in order to believe it but i sure as hell don't want to see a black eyed kid yeah, no. Or Grinning no, Man. No. Or Mothman. I'd rather see the black eyed kids than the Grinning Man. Yeah, I feel like all you got to do is shut the door or and go cold. away. Uh, a lot of the stuff I read said that if you start to research Indrid Cold, you're going to start getting weird phone calls. That's the same and thing with the black eyed kids. Yeah. You're gonna start, <laughs> you know, so I got a, I don't know if we talked about this. I have a weird. I'm going to prank call you. <laughs> I have a weird phone thing. Like, there's something yeah, about. Yeah, you do. Yeah, Not so much cell it. phones, but it was landlines. Mm-hmm. Like landline, when so when you're talking to somebody and the other person hangs up and you're there with that empty line. That freaks you out. There's something about that that freaks me out. I don't know if it's something tied up through. with... Yeah, like I don't know if that's something tied up from my childhood or, or what that is, but there, I just always had a weird sort of phone phobia. Well, it's, it's a strange thing to think about because if you did hear something strange, where is yeah. it coming from? Yeah. Is it... Yep. within your house is it somewhere in the stratosphere it's don't it's, know the unknown is kind of scary but hope looking into the injured cold stuff hopefully i don't start getting weird phone calls yeah let me know if that happens you, know, you can text me text me if you want <laughs> but don't kurt's not big on talking i'm on not phone, big on talking so. on the phone <laughs> that's funny so theories uh i don't know what to really call these things so i just injured cold yeah. you know injured cold smiling men grinning men theory number one these things are aliens slash time travelers I just don't buy that for some reason. I don't either. I don't I don't know why. It's so different from every other description of what an an extraterrestrial is supposed to look like. Yeah. And I mean then do you think that this Derenberger went to their planet Lanulos? And then got pregnant and moved to Brazil? Yeah. No. Hey, if they're mostly I think he was describing them as nearly nude except for tiny shorts. Really colorful shorts and yeah. decaf coffee. And it's decaf the decaf coffee. coffee that pushes me over the yeah. edge. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
you know, but then he saw a craft. He said that this injured gold came off this craft. Yeah. So uh, his wife is convinced that they were time travelers. And he said, uh, Derenberger himself said that he suspected they could be time travelers. Coming back in time. Yeah. You know, a lot of this stuff, if you, uh, if any of our listeners ever watched Fringe, a lot of this stuff sounds like the observers from Fringe. Well, and they were just like the kind of like the men in black. Too. Yeah, they were kind of like the men in black, too. I, that's one of those shows that I watched all of it except the last season. Seriously? Yeah. You didn't watch the last episode? <laughs> no. The last episode was good. I didn't, I didn't watch the last season of Lost. I didn't watch the last season of Oz. Sopranos. I have a little bit of a, a theme going here. I, I watch a, I shows and I never finish them. <laughs> well, now it's too late. I'm not going to watch The Sopranos now because I already know what happens. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Darren Berger said that he thought that they were time travelers. Okay. I don't know about that. I'm looking for his quote here. Yeah, he said they are time travelers from the fourth dimension. One reason they can't stay here too long at a time is because they get younger here instead of older. Their lifespan is 125 to 175 years, but if they stayed here too long, they would go back in years and possibly forget how to manipulate their spacecraft. It's a Benjamin Button situation? Kind of. Okay. So he said, you know, I don't, he kind of flip-flopped between alien that and time traveler. That doesn't No. So, but this other supposed grinning men, you know, the smiley man, are they aliens? I feel like those are more believable. Yeah. I feel like it would be some kind of, I don't want to say demon. That's another one of the theories. But I don't think it's an extraterrestrial or some, or a time traveler. Yeah. To me, if this, these things are real, it's more somewhere along the lines yep. of demonic or you know something like that. That is theory number two, that these things are demonic, okay. are demonic in nature. Uh, you know, like the, the poltergeist-like activity at the house, mm-hmm. uh, the, the phone stuff. It's just, you know... Are they demonic? I don't know. Theory number three says that... Well, going back to that real quick. There don't... You know, I feel like there are a lot of other really common things that come along with uh, the presence of demons. Yeah. And none of those things are really happening in these stories. These are just chance encounters that happen once. I don't think people really... I think if you're going to see or encounter a demon, it's going to be an ongoing thing that, and you know, you're going to be dealing with some stuff. Yes. I don't... That doesn't seem right either. Theory number two was that Indrid Cold was a man in black. Is this theory number three? Theory number three was that Indrid Cold was a man (laughs) in black. Okay. We know we kind of talked about that. And it's possible, but you if know, men in black are real, although there have been sightings, there have been a lot of sightings decades. of men in black. Yeah, there was that one YouTube video from not that long ago where they had the footage of what they said were men in black walking into a building. Hmm. Yeah, and their faces were scrambled out or something like that. I don't that. remember. I their think faces. Joe talked. It, it looked about like that. guys in suits walking into a building, but you couldn't see their faces. I think that was I don't part remember. of it. I don't remember. And that's like an effect that they have on like you can never capture their faces. That's what I've heard. I don't know. Me either. But that's one of the theories. Okay. Another theory, Indrid Cold and Mothman are one and the same creature. So how come all these other sightings, though, there are no wings or I don't glowing know. red eyes? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The, the, Indrid, the actual stuff that's associated as Indrid Cold all took place like during the Mothman stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh we still want to get Tobias the on the show. I'd like to talk to yeah. Tobias because it seems like... Let's do a season two with Tobias. Yes. It seems like the Mothman stuff is something that you, if you want to get into it, you've got to completely dive into it. And there's so much there that mm-hmm. you have to like devote yourself to it. Yeah. It's not something you can just sort of touch on now and then. No. You have to really dig in. Like and it's weird when I listen to older podcasts that say, well, like how come the Mothman stuff never came back when now it recently has it in is. Chicago. It's strange. You know, is it like on a 50-year cycle or something like that? Like uh, yeah. the creature in It? Because the creature in It was on like a 20, 20-something year cycle yeah, where it would true. come back. That's right. I forgot so about that. So is that what Mothman is? Mm. Uh, have there been have, have there been any reports of like an Indrid Cole-like person in Chicago tied in with these? Mm, good question. Yeah, I don't know. But Indrid Cole himself. Google Indrid Cole, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose people nowadays, unless you're familiar though with who that is, they wouldn't make that connection. No, but yeah, Indrid. A lot of people think that Indrid Cold and Mothman might be the same creature. I don't know if I buy that. And the last theory, number five, 
all this is just a story or a weird mixture of of things that like weird things that happened that got embellished sensationalized yeah, yeah sensationalized and embellished could be and i don't know so much of this stuff comes from john keel and mm-hmm. a lot of people are real iffy about john keel but there's is he still around i think he's passed away okay but there's a there's enough people that can kind of corroborate the mothman stuff right so you know is I think it's got to be one of those things that's either... Maybe there's an ounce of truth to it. We just don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, The Mothman stuff seems like that actually happened, but the only stuff we really have for Indrid Cold Cold came from Kiel and from Derenberger. But his wife corroborated what happened. You know, she... Yeah, and their daughter. And their daughter. So, I mean, if if you're hoaxing that, that's kind of a long time to carry on a hoax. Right. Were they profiting from it somehow? Not that well, I know of. the daughter wrote a book. Well, they wrote books, but... <laughs> they probably weren't national bestsellers. No. No. So, I don't know. Some of the, the the Smiling Man stuff I could see just being like a creepypasta type story. It was a good one. It was a good, it was a good one. The Dancing Man one is probably one of the fav- my favorite things I've ever come across. But yeah, they, they had a whole th- uh, subreddit devoted to that. And a lot mm. of people were writing... You know, a lot of them were the same thing that they'd see this creepy guy smiling at them that would just uh, have this huge smile that was just too big, inhuman. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what I think. I think that I don't know. I feel like it's just the stuff of urban legends. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But it's fun to talk about right before Halloween. It is fun Halloween. to talk about right before <laughs> Halloween. Uh, who knows? Maybe these people did encounter something scary and strange, and uh, I don't know. It has to be frustrating to when you do encounter something like that, and people Nobody don't believe you. you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I just have to see something for myself. You know, I don't want to see the dancing guy. I re- Are you kidding <laughs> I really me? Really don't. I can't run very fast, so <laughs> I don't know what I would do if, if I encountered something like that when I was by myself. But I'm also one of those people who doesn't go in the woods or walking around at two o'clock in the morning by myself either. No. I listen to too many true crime podcasts to do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't want to be a statistic. So that's the story of the grinning man slash Indrid cold slash smiling man. man. Hmm. Creepy. If any of our listeners have had run-ins with any of these creatures, please let us know. Yeah. And why are you just telling us about it now? <laughs> exactly. Maybe save Should've it brought for this the, up a while ago. Save it for the season finale. <laughs> That'd be a good story to tell cool so that's that listeners what do you think of the grinning man indrid cold or the smiling man do you think any of this is true do you think there's anything behind this yeah i want to know what you guys think let us know what you guys think we will be back in two weeks with our 14th episode we are gonna do the year in what should we call it um i don't know (laughs) (laughs) the weird year in review yeah yeah the strange year in review yeah the strange 2017 strange 2017 (laughs) we'll work on we'll figure something out we got two weeks (laughs) we're smart we'll figure it out (laughs) yeah we'll google it (laughs) so get back to us let us know what you think uh leave us comments on youtube or on facebook subscribe subscribe join our the strangers closed group where you can talk about this stuff and not look like you're you're nuttier than squirrel poop (laughs) i've never heard that before and rate us please rate us and if you if you can rate us on itunes have you looked at i'm afraid to look at our itunes no i don't even know how to get there uh, mora incident i don't even know how to get there i'll be honest we're probably like a negative five or something like that we just need to let it go and move on. Like I said, when she's when we get her on the podcast, that yep. will redeem us. Oh yeah, and she'll fall in love with me, and we'll have like <laughs> a million babies. Uh, the funny thing is, though, we're all picturing the Maura Murray that went missing however many years I ago. Know. She doesn't look like that. No, though. she doesn't. I mean, just because we look like we're in our twenties doesn't mean everybody else does when they're in no. their forties. Yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. That huh. age progression picture of her, I was like, no, that's not who I'm. No, picturing I think she probably time. looks like her sister Julie because maybe that's yeah. kind of what I think. Yeah, she could. But yeah, we'll have to. I'm sure in the next episode we'll discuss the finale. Is the that Mormon. the final episode? Is this weekend? Yes, okay. I believe that's the sixth. So we'll discuss that Sounds in good. our year in re- the, the year in strange review. We'll figure <laughs> the <laughs> we'll weird figure it out. year in review. The, I don't know. We'll figure something. We'll come out. up with something. <laughs> so. <laughs> Until next time, 
Stay, stay strange. strange.